Well, guys, I guess this is it. The first ever MILF and Cookies podcast. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We never really found uh, the time or, or how to do it, but I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm with the one and only Diamond Fox, uh, adult film actress. And then we got Jay beside her. My name is Ben. And uh, we wanted to do this podcast because me and Diamond are married. We actually just had our 20-year wedding anniversary on the 25th. And uh, a lot of people have so many questions when they speak to us about, you know, how do you do it? How do you, you know, do you watch your wife's scenes? How did your wife get into porn? Like, you know, what is it like? And so we wanted to do this podcast to try to, um, show people that we're more normal than what people, most people think. Um, but then yes. again, maybe we're not, Jason, would you say that we were normal compared to your other friends? Uh, you know, you guys are different than what most couples are, but you definitely have the same issues that most couples have. And, you know, you guys definitely have a love that I guess you wouldn't expect from the porn, you know, you expect porn actresses to be in this dirty this and that and I hang out with you guys and it's just a regular (laughs) couple but you guys have your quirks and you're more open than most couples I feel right yeah we're definitely very open now uh Diamond do you think that it was better that we started the adult work after we got married or because how would someone because you're obviously friends with a lot of people in the industry and most people are in porn and then they get married Correct. A lot of people marry uh, like a different talent, male talent or female talent. Um, but that sometimes doesn't work out too much because, believe it or not, they end up getting jealous of each other. And they're like, well, you can't shoot with him or you can't shoot with her. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. And fortunately, we were able to get into the business after we'd been married um, for a good handful of years already. And so there was none of that weird stuff he he's never been jealous of it which is really awesome um and so i think that it's helped a lot that that that, that i started while we were married and one of the things why it's never really made me jealous um i've done what 10 scenes maybe yeah and it's harder than what people think it's not what you have imagined in your head it is a lot of work when they rent the location and set up all the furniture and they bring the truck and unload all the equipment and they do all this stuff and they turn the cameras on you and they say, go and perform. And everything hinges on you. It's a lot of stress. Like I have a lot of respect for the guys that are in the industry because it is a true talent. And I think there is, I would say there's a lot less really good male stars than there are female. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It is hard to do. It's if, not what yeah. you think it is. If you watch enough porn, you'll see the same guys over and over. Right. Yeah, because right. they can perform. Right, right. Everything hinges on them being able to do what they need to do. You say you're never jealous or anything, but is there things that you're either one of you say that you wouldn't allow the other to do? Like, you know, just throwing out there like gangbangs, like, you know, like, hey, there's 20 guys going like, babe. I'm sorry, but you're just going to be split right open. Like, it's not <laughs> happening. I, I think more of what it is, um, she 
in the first part of her career, we actually held stuff back not to do on camera because you can't. You if can't you do undo everything, it. Right. You can't undo it. Once you've done everything in the beginning, if you did a gangbang on your second shoot, there's no reason for anybody to pay you to do a gangbang in the future. You can't. Yeah. So you That's hold it. things back um, and wait to do them more for a business thing. And then the other thing is she got actually invited out to Prague to do a series of shoots. And Which it was, was all gangbangs. It was all gangbangs. And it was pretty good money, and it was going to be a nice trip overseas, and, you know, they were going to pay for everything. And we went and looked at it, and let's just say it was a lot of work for the money. <laughs> it oh, was a yeah. lot of work. And so— Like 10 guys, double wow. anal, double vag— all yeah. kinds of stuff. Wow. I did a gangbang about halfway through my career. I'd uh, taken a small leave, and the people from Brazzers contacted me and said, how can we get you to come back? What's it going to take? And I said, it's going to take a bit. So he said, okay, well, we'll do a gangbang. I said, okay, great. I've never done that before. I'd be happy to do it for you guys. So I was in the scene and uh, with Ramon, James Dean, and Eric Everhard. And they're like some of the top talent yeah. that there is. Right. And Ramon is my most favorite guy. And Oh, be careful. There's going to be some guys <laughs> jealous on that. One of her he, He's guys. one of my favorite guys. And uh, he looks at me in the middle of the scene and he says, why don't you let all of us in you at the same time? And I said, Ramon, I don't think I'm big yeah. enough for that. I don't think I can take all that. He's like, you can take it, baby. You can take it. And he's got this Spanish accent and it's just delicious. And so anyway, um, sure enough, we we're in the middle of a double penetration. So there's one in the front, one in the back. And then somehow, don't know how somebody managed to slide in a third penis into the butt. (laughs) So there I was with three penises in me at one time. And I don't even know how that happened, but it was like, oh my God. And all we could do is just laugh. And it was actually the first time that that had been done on the Brazzers website. Right. Wow. So it was, was, it's one of those things that (laughs) to get back to what it was, um, it's not a point of you're not allowed to do it. You can't, we don't do that. Mm -mm. It it really comes more of, uh, is it the right time? Is it the right people? Is it a big enough company? Um, and that sounds terrible, but like I said, you can only really catch, do certain things one time. Right. And then people have seen it. So just out of curiosity's sake, is there any enjoyment in that? Or is it just smile for the camera, give the moans, give the fake orgasms? Or are you actually I mean, I'm sure there's moments of pain and pleasure at the mm-hmm. same time, but are you actually enjoying some of these scenes or it's just pure pain the entire time to put a smile and face on? That's a very good question. And uh I'll admit in the beginning it was like work. Um, and so I didn't really enjoy it because I was kind of afraid to enjoy it because I felt like I would be cheating on him if I was, even though I was still having sex with other men, I never considered it as cheating. Um, but once it one and I told him this and he's like, no, I want you to go out and come on the, on the camera. That's what the camera wants you to do. <laughs> right, right. So then I started relaxing and actually enjoying my scenes and enjoying my work and loving what I do. Um, and that gangbang that I did, I absolutely loved it. It was one of the best and actually probably the best video that I've ever put out. And I think what it has to do with, um, 
naturally in in our regular life, there are certain things we don't do because she has a tilted cervix. And so sometimes they'll put her in a position that, I mean, I can tell she's not enjoying it. But and I think that just comes from your cervix tilted. Well, that yes. Sometimes it hurts in other positions. Yes, when it was tilted, doing doggy style was absolutely the worst because the way that the penis goes into the vagina, it just didn't mesh right. I've since then had a uh, vaginal hysterectomy done. And I thought that that was going to make everything better, but now there's a little bit of scar tissue left. So it's still, if I'm in doggy, I have to be, I have to put my ass in the right spot. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. No. But once it's in the right spot, I absolutely love it. All right. Okay, then. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to go to one of your emails. You have a lot of fans that are constantly emailing you. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do, uh, I guess, the sex question of the week, to lack of better terms. And so you have one of your fans, Kate from Baltimore, writes, Hi, Diamond. My husband loves your anal scenes and wants me to try it. I'm excited to do so, but I don't really know how to prepare and what, uh, don't know how to prepare. Do you have any advice or tips? And it's from your big fan, Kate. Do you have any advice or tips for someone that's never done anal before? How do you prepare? Absolutely, Kate. Um, I'd love to answer that question for you. My suggestion is uh, only do it when you want to do it. If you're not ready to do it, then it's just going to be forced, and that's just no fun. Who wants to have forced anal sex? That's just ridiculous. So you have to want to do it. Um, and then once you've decided that, hey, this is something I want to do, uh, you need to stretch your asshole. And uh, I would suggest starting with um, toys that are smaller than your husband's penis and uh, put them inside of you when you're relaxed. Uh, the easiest way to do that, to do an um, initial insertion, is to push out like you're having a bowel movement, except you're not having a bowel movement. Um, and then the toy will go in easier, therefore helping to stretch your asshole. Um, if you're worried about making a mess, then that's easy to fix too, because all you got to do is just not eat for the day. Um, and then the day before or eat. So the night before, like, how do you, like, if you've got a scene the next morning, what do you do? Let's say it's Monday, you got your scene. How do you get ready? So when for me personally, I do not eat the night before. I have lunch the day before, and then that's absolutely it. And then um, I don't eat, and then I take some Imodium, a couple of Imodium, and then uh, I do all my stretching exercises. Um, I stop the night before when I'm doing my stretches, um, and then I take some more Imodium in the morning, of the scene and stretch one more time right before the scene starts. And that's what I do. Do you so, clean out? Oh, yes, absolutely. You got to clean out. You got to clean your asshole. Before it's the morning of, or because I've heard that you have to be careful of when you use your enema because it yes. can make things worse. Yes. You don't use your enema the way that it tells you to use your enema. You use your enema the way you're douching yourself if you were to douche your vagina. So you're actually just going to. Douche your asshole basically is what it is. You sit on the toilet, you squeeze the juice in, let everything come out. But don't, like, you don't have to hold it in. Don't lay on your side. Don't go in doggy position. Um, and then you'll be nice and clean. And I would just suggest doing it, like, a couple of hours before you guys do your stuff. So that would be my answer to Kate. Well, What kind of advice uh, do you have? So <laughs> being a gay man... Um, 
I actually do it totally different than you do. Oh, okay. Now I'm ready I mean, for some, some, of, some, some of it's the same, okay. but um, I usually, I mean, obviously I wouldn't go and eat like a spicy burrito before, but I eat, you know, um, what I do is I usually do sh- right before, not a couple hours before. I make sure there's no time in between for my stomach to do what it's got to do. Okay. As far as not following the directions, I agree. I watched a video that kind of explained that basically the rectum kind of curves off at a point. And when the penis goes in, that it goes to a certain point. And once you go, it it won't go up into your intestines. I don't care how big the guy is or whatever. It's not going to go there. So you only want to clean out that one part. Right. If you squirt too much water in, it's going to go into your intestines and then it will be kind of like a colonic or whatever. And you're going to actually start an engine that you don't want to go because then the (laughs) anal sex is not going down that day. Or if you are, you're going to want to do it in like the ocean or the shower, worst case scenario. Like, because once the water gets triggered into the intestines, you're not stopping it until it wants to stop. So I would suggest only squirting. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple tablespoons or whatever. Like, if you get one of those enema balls, use about a third of it. Okay. And squirt it in there. Give it a second. Let it stir up. And then keep going. You keep pushing out until it's just pure water. You don't see anything left in there. And then a little secret that I do that I've noticed a lot of guys don't do, which... You know, it's not terrible, but it definitely is not still perfectly clean. Is after I'm all done, and I know there's no water left in me, I'll go and I mean it's pretty embarrassing, but it is what it is. I mean, anal sex is, you know, it's it's out there, you know. I mean it's not out there, but right. you know, there's definitely some embarrassment that can come with it. It's a lot better than shitting on your partner. Right. Yes. So um is I'll kind of put my like leg up, like kinda high. And I'll push really hard and try to push all the excess water and juice and whatever kind of is in there, air, anything out, anything that might be remnants left. Because you'll notice sometimes somebody, you might be fucking them in the ass and uh, there's no actual shit coming on you. Right. But there's like water coming out and it still kind of leaves that smell. It's kind of like poop water. Right. And it, it still kind of ruins the mood and... You know, then you guys are done. Somebody comes and you get up and there's just this big wet spot (laughs) in the bed with like little spots on it. Kind of looks like little ants everywhere. And now see, you just said something. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That is the painful truth. I've experienced that so many times before I learned how to do it. And it is humiliating when you're in the middle of a sex scene on camera and you've got shit coming out of your ass. It is shit water. It's not like poop. Yeah, you but think like water. I did this great job, like nothing's there, it was all clear, and all of a sudden you're like, oh Oops. god, like, and you know if you smell it, everybody in the room smells oh, it. Yes. Nobody wants to bring up the topic, but the job was not <laughs> done to completion. But see, the thing is, what I think the point that y'all are missing, being someone on the other side of it, is that most guys they know that these things are going to happen. You're not killing the mood for me. Like, if that happens, like, if there's smell or there's residue or anything, I, I know well, that's going to happen. I don't care. I you're, not, you're not ruining my mood. I think that, and I, I think that's what Kate needs to realize is that her husband is going to be so excited. I think that 
he's going to be more forgiving of little of things not being perfect. It's not as bad as you think. And I think that most porn guys, like you said, when it's happening, porn guys go, it happens to me every day. It's a job. Well, it's, yeah, it's not I mean, a they're, big deal. they're forgiving, but there's still that humiliation factor that you've got to experience when you're doing this. Yeah, but you're the one feeling, I don't think the guy is looking but at you I don't you want any to feel different. humiliated. Yeah, but he's not. Well, also, the person being humiliated also kind of ruins the mood for them. It does. And one thing I'll say about okay, anal sex, for them. If, and it's the same as blowjobs. If you're not in the mood to do it, it hurts, and you're not doing it to the other person's standards. Right. Every guy's known when a girl doesn't want to suck his dick, and they're just doing it because, uh, I promised you on your birthday I'd suck your dick. Like, right. like <laughs> it, it's the fucking worst blowjob. I'd rather just go jerk off or go in one of those jerk shacks like that. Oh, how 20 extra dollar, you know, right. I take care of you. Know, it's extra muscle. Like, right. When a girl doesn't want to suck your dick, it's boring. Right. It's and the same thing as getting fucked in the ass. It, especially for the person doing it, it hurt. It brings the pain factor in. They're going to sit there and be like, are you close? Are you close? Which obviously most guys know as soon as a girl asks you like, why can't you get hard? Or are you close? That's the last thing that's going to happen right. is you're not going to come or you're going to go soft. Right. You're right. No, I'm with you. I'm and with plus, you. I mean, okay, maybe in Kate's case that, you know, it's her husband. I'm sure if they have kids or anything, he's probably seen some pretty gross things come out. And they live together. He knows that every man and woman poops, they fart, everything happens. But if it's a one-night stand for anybody listening, especially someone you just meet, especially if, like, you know, I'm really interested and everything, you definitely don't want the, all your cards on the table first right. time out. So. For those who are married, if a little accident happens here and there, it's not ideal, but I guess you can get through it, mm -hmm. you know? But for a one-night stand, you, you really want to oh, try okay. to well, keep yeah. mystery it. at its best face. Right. Speaking of which, you were supposed to stretch last night. You leave Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday to go to L.A., and you're supposed to be stretching your ass. And she does this every time before she goes. <laughs> She'll come home, and she'll spend a couple of months here before she's got to go back out to L.A., and she knows— that she needs to stretch her ass at least two weeks ahead of time. And you, why won't you do it? Why? And then you get the day of the shoot, and you're like, oh, I should have stretched my ass. You'll call <laughs> me up so upset and be like, oh, my God, this guy's Coke can dick. It's not going to fit because I didn't stretch. Now, I want to know, you're on tape now, on camera, why didn't you stretch last night? Why don't you like to do it? Because I was busy using a vibrator on myself while you were in the shower oh. preparing my vagina for your penis. Actually, that brings us to, wait a second, our other thing. We actually, when we were in AVN last week um, for the Adult Video Awards, the manufacturer gave you a new toy. Yes. And so now we're going to do Diamond's Toy Review. Let me and see. so let's, let's talk about it. It's called, uh, I'm assuming, Maya. Mia? Maya? Mia? It's, it's yeah. the Jesse 420. Not really sure how to call what the name is. Or M-A-I-A. So -A -A. describe it for the yes. people that are listening. So it's called the Jesse 420. It's a rechargeable personal massager, as they call it. Okay. I would call it a vibrator. And I'm going to open it up really quick so that so you can see what I'm talking about here. Um, it's green and it's little like it's a finger. It's got little pot leaves on it. It's yeah, got about pot size leaves, of a finger. And it's hard. I like my toys soft and like pliable, like uh, like the natural skin feel. Right, right. But this one's like super hard. You can hear it on my nails. 
Uh, it comes with its own little charger, which I have yet to figure out because I can't get the cover off. But I'm sure it's <laughs> probably something really simple that I'm screwing up. I'll hold the button down for three so, seconds. So you got to hold the button down for three seconds. And it's going to take off. Can you hear this? Look at it spinning. It's spinning. It's really hard on the clit. Um, it's got uh, ten different modes that you can do it on. Now, it's, do the modes really matter? Yes, because like that first hard one, uh -huh. I was like, oh, hell no, this isn't going to work. Now, my vagina is pierced, so when I put that on my ring, my piercing, oh, you, can you hear that? Yeah. Everybody in the house can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so, it is loud. I found I mean, myself it? on this one where I really liked it. It's really powerful for being so small. It's extremely powerful. Totally powerful. I can't get it to cut off. You gotta hold it down for three seconds. I it sniff, takes a while. I want to sniff it so bad. <laughs> oh my god, you're disgusting. <laughs> I did. It, no, it's Clinton. It's Clinton. You're lucky thing. it didn't go in our ass. Right. Let me see this thing. Wow. Isn't yeah, it I've used like a couple toys. I'm not a huge toy guy, but I've used some toys and. That thing, I've had things twice the size, and this thing's got some power behind it. It sure does. So, but the guy was nice enough. He approached me at uh, AVN. I'm trying to get this thing cut off. You want to cut it off? <laughs> he approached me at AVN and said uh, that he had a toy in his pocket, and did I want it? And I was like, of course I want your toy. Sure. So, that's where this toy came from. So, um, it's nice. It's very nice, especially if you're into hard, powerful uh, vibrators. Well, the thing about it is it's also submersible. I oh, was yeah, reading it's that fully thing. submersible. So you could use it in the tub yeah, 100% and not have to worry about anything. Which makes things more exciting because you can... Maybe because I haven't like, pounded out a chick in a long time. Uh -huh. I'm mostly you know, dudes. I mean, I know the clit is the, the key spot to get hit, but yes. don't you want it to go in and stimulate there as well? Like, so, I, I mean, I'm assuming that feels good too, but I, it's kind of like, um, like a butt plug. I don't really get the point. I guess it's stretch and everything, but there's no pleasure because if it's not hitting my prostate, uh, where's, you know, so I'm just getting ripped open. Good for me. Like, no. I, I want to feel the pleasure from it. So, well, that's good because your usual toy will get in the way. Yeah, when I've got a, a big purple dildo that a fan gave me uh, 14 and a half years ago, and I still use it all the time. I've, oh, it's I've never put it to the side. I've always used it. It's my most favorite toy in the whole wide world, and if it were to die, I would have a fit because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no, that I could ever would. replace it. So, um, but this one's good because you can get it in there. Yeah, you can get it in there. It's uh, I didn't like it too much, like penetrating myself with it, but... I would use either my fingers like I did last night or another toy to, like, use the insertion and use that on the clit. All right. So out of five stars, what are you going to give it? Five I'm going to give it a four-star review. Okay. Four stars. It's not yeah. bad because of its power. It's power. All right. Well, it's I like powerful, it. powerful, which is good, but it's almost too powerful. So. <laughs> All right. Well, on that, we're going to end this first podcast. Diamond, thank you so much. Thank you. Jay, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Milf and Cookies podcast. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Nice. All right.